You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Natalie Cutler-Welsh here with the Up Your Brave show. You're listening to Reality Check Radio, where today we're talking about empowered communication. And my next guest is Nolene Levinson. She's a brain-focused consultant and a profileologist. Welcome, Nolene. Hi. So great to have you here from sunny, sunny Tauranga. Yes, thank you. I'm so happy that the sun is finally shining. Yay, that's amazing. Oh, so so those of you, for those of you that haven't met Nolene before, um, I've got a little background here. Nolene's been working as a prof profilogist, profilogist. You can correct me later. Profilogist or brain po- profiler for nearly 20 years, having worked in schools, companies, and privately for couples as part of counseling. She added it to her sound therapy assessment for children with learning challenges. And recently, of course, during the lockdowns, she was able to do that online and help people all across the world, which is so amazing. She's been working also in the area of health um, for over 30 years, and she's a qualified acute prescribing homeopath and an Alexander Technique teacher. She's also part of the PHA, which is the People's Health Alliance and located in the Bay of Plenty. So very excited to have you here, Nolene. Um, Hey, before we dive into the topic today, I'd love it if you could give us a little bit of backstory. How did you get started in this area, specifically around the work you do with genetic brain dominance profiling? Yeah, super happy to do that. Um, I actually, when I was at school, I suffered with dyslexia. And, you know, this is uh, many years ago now. And of course, in that time, people didn't really know how to help children who had dyslexia. And I remember my headmaster actually standing at my desk and he and the teacher said, oh, yeah, she's got dyslexia. And and he just said to her, don't worry, she'll be fine. And I I got to the end of my schooling and, and I really had battled all the way through to get to the end. And so I, I left school and I couldn't go to university like the rest of my friends did. And it was it was difficult for me because I couldn't be part of my group any longer. And my mum, who's a psychologist, went off to Paris um, to study and she phoned me and said, come, you've got to come to Paris. And I said, oh, OK. And off I went and I did the Tomatisse sound therapy with Tomatisse. He was alive at the time. And when I had finished that and I returned, because you can hear that I'm from South Africa, when I returned to South Africa, I was able to go to university and study. I studied English and psychology, and those books are pretty heavy going. So for somebody who didn't read ever, that was quite an accomplishment. And I I understood that it had worked, but I couldn't really understand how it had worked. And in 2004, I was lucky enough um, honestly, I'm pretty sure that God just managed to get me in front of this particular teacher. And she and, and a friend of mine did her course on brain profiling. And it was like somebody had given me a piece of the puzzle that I really needed because it really explained to me how the sound therapy had got my brain to be able to read. And it helped me understand it in such a way that I could now help the children I was seeing in sound therapy, and the parents to understand how this would help them. And so for a very long time, I only did it as part of my assessments for children. And it really made such a big difference to my life and 
honestly, to those parents who walked away with that information, it was gold for them. And so it it went from there, and and here we are today, twenty years later. You know, one thing I love about this interview, and you and I met uh, through the PHA. Um, and we've never met in real life, IRL. We've only met on, you know, we had a phone conversation. We had a Zoom conversation. One of the things I'm so excited about with this interview is it really fuses together. It overlaps with so many of the topics we've covered before, and it brings it all together. We've, you know, it overlaps with the empowered wellness, the holistic health, the self-discovery, the empowering families. And that's really what this is about, you know, is empowering people and, I am a huge fan. Most of my audience knows I'm such a geek when it comes to understanding yourself. And I'm just fascinated by humanity. I'm just fascinated about how we show up in the world. And so when you said to me about genetic brain dominance profiling, I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. So I guess my my first question, if you can break it down kind of briefly, like what exactly is genetic brain dominance profiling and how does it work? Because part of me is going, do I have to put something on my head or do I fill out a survey? Like, how does it even happen? Okay, so basically it is a genetic blueprint of how your brain functions. It's how you're wired. And, you know, we don't get born with a manual, but this is as close to a manual as you're going to get because it really tells me how your brain is functioning. And more importantly than that, It tells me what happens to you personally under stress. So we all think that everybody should think like we do. And if they don't, there must be something wrong with them. So this is something that happens to so many of us. And the key is that we're all different. And the more we understand how we're different and how we're wired, not only does it help us to like ourselves and accept ourselves, but it also gives us coping mechanisms with the things that we don't do so well that we can now improve on. Um, And really, that really relates to every single human being on the planet. Um, How does it work? Well, this is really quite different and unique because it's not done through questionnaires. And it's the only kind of profiling out there that is not done through a questionnaire. Um, It's not multiple choice. I'm doing it through muscle checking. So actually, I'm using kinesiology to do this. And I can now do this remotely. So I can do this anywhere in the world, and for anybody, um, including young children. You know, so doing it remotely makes it so much easier. But for years, obviously, I've done this face-to-face with people and used muscle checking or kinesiology to get the information. And it's either right or it's wrong. It it really makes it easier. I I once profiled um, the head of a bank in South Africa and I was so nervous. I was shaking. And I, I really got nervous to do profiling. But this time I really was really anxious. And at the end of the profile, he said to me, you know, I have done every kind of profiling out there. And this was the first one that was actually accurate. Because I didn't have to think about who it was who was going to be listening or, or looking at the results. I could, you know, you got the information from me without any kind of bias. And it really is a a good way of doing it. And most importantly, to let me know what happens to you personally when you're stressed. Do you stop listening? Are you unable to speak properly? Do you take action under stress? Are you going to fight, you know, to the death under stress or are you someone who runs away? Um, Are you going to quit when things get too hard? Um, So many of the parents that I speak to tell me their partners don't listen to them or their children don't listen. Or, 
And when we start to unpack it and we look at the profile, it is completely clear as to what's going on. And so we can get rid of a whole lot of the fights that are going on in the early morning when children aren't getting ready for school. Or There's so many, so many applications, actually. Um, and people keep saying, well, you know, just find one niche. And I'm like, it's, it's human beings. I want them to thrive. And if they understand themselves and each other, we will thrive. I mean, it's absolutely in alignment with my, you know, philosophy, which is around exactly that, understanding each other better, judging each other less and loving each other more. And I use human design and you use genetic brain dominance. And, you know, it's funny because when you did the session for me, and I know you, you do so many, you might not remember, but, um, you know, it's just what you said now. Do you take action or do you run away? I'm like, no, I totally take action. Do you fight or, you know, I definitely fight, you know, so it's so funny. Um, but understanding oneself. And, and realizing how you um, respond in different scenarios. And then, of course, the next step is applying it to your life. So I'd love to get into the how do people apply it once they know. But before we do that, let's go back to muscle testing because we're audio only here. And some people, can you just walk us through what do you even mean by muscle testing? Okay, so kinesiology is using um, a testing, well, if you're going to do it one-on-one, um, I'm going to actually put pressure on uh, your arm and ask you not to, to to resist me pushing your arm down. There are lots and lots of ways that this can be done, but this is the way that I've always done it. So someone puts their arm out straight? Straight, and then I would put pressure, would rest my hand on their shoulder, one hand on their shoulder, the other hand on their wrist, and I would put a, apply a, a small amount of pressure to the wrist. And I would ask the questions to the person without them answering. So, for example, your name is Natalie, and I would then put pressure on your hand. And if you, the answer is yes, I would be unable to move your hand. And then I would say to you, your name is James, and I would put pressure again on your hand. And if your name isn't James, there will be suddenly no resistance. You will not be able to hold your arm up. So, and this gives me a yes and no response. And then I can go through all the profile your left ear dominant, your right, you know, your ear, whichever eye, whichever hand, whichever leg, whichever brain hemisphere. And I think that's the other thing that is so important about this is that we're not just talking about left and right hemisphere, although that is really obviously the, the big majority of it. But how do you input information through your ears and eyes? How do you output it through your hands and legs? How do you communicate? How do you take action? There's more to us than just the left and right hemisphere, although we're, we are always talking about the brain. There are other aspects to get in and out of this brain so that we have a more rounded understanding of how we behave. Um, but certainly, so sorry, I, I digressed the muscle checking. And then obviously online, we really enter into the woo-woo territory because, of course, I'm going to do the muscle checking on my own and ask the questions. And I video, allow myself, Is it video or no video? It's always video. I see the person, I align with them. I ask um, source creator God to align with them and my higher self to help to get this. So we do enter into a much more woo-woo territory, unfortunately, for some. And, and then I'm actually doing the muscle checking on myself. And I use a particular one where my fingers push against my baby finger and my thumb. That's my particular one. People, There are so many others that you can try and learn. And... Um, and then it gets even more uh, but crazy there because then I use my pendulum to double check that I've got it right. I don't know you from a bar of soap when I meet you online. 
I don't know anything about you. I have to make sure that I get this right. And and this is something that I, this is one of the things I had to overcome you know, in the last few years because, of course, I had to pivot my business to to learn to do things online, which for me was so huge because I just didn't believe I could do this. And and every time I do it, actually, I'm just as blown away as the other person because I, I'm amazed that it works. Um, but it does. And yeah. And I mean, no apologies. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open to the woo for sure. And I know a lot of our listeners, mo- a lot of our listeners will be uh, definitely, there'll be listeners at the moment listening to this thinking, well, how does that's not even a thing? How could that even work? And I'd say, Hey, just give it a go and see how accurate she is. <laughs> I'd yeah. invite you to be open-minded. I think people are, people are moving more towards, um, you know, looking at different options for understanding themselves and the world because they've been questioning things over the last three years. And I imagine people come to you for either self-understanding or self-understanding, but also for problems. Like you mentioned things like learning challenges. So they might come with a particular injury, ailment, emotion, condition, whatever, trauma, or they might just go, I'm just curious and fascinated to see what message you have for me or how I can be the best version of myself. Do you get everything across the board like that? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What there's what else can I say? Um Yeah. I mean, I think it was a fascinating example when you said about that that guy that you were doing the assessment for and you were a bit nervous. I mean, even people in high performing roles, you know, in companies, I mean, they are under a lot of pressure and they have teams and they need to show up as the best version of themselves. They need to make critical decisions for the company, et cetera, et cetera. Just like a mother has to be on her game and make sure her kids are safe at the park, all the things. So I feel like um, anyone can benefit from this type of thing. Can you walk us through, I guess, you? so you do the muscle testing, people start to, I guess, understand the way they operate, or you talked about a blueprint, then what? What do we do next? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, depending on what we're looking at, I'll give you an example of something that happened just this last week. I um, was profiling a couple, and they have had marital issues. And, in fact, the husband was away from the family for a few months earlier in the year. And uh, when we start to uncover these profiles, we start to see where the glitches are happening in the profile, in the, in the marriage. And this particular couple had two leaders. And it was quite, you know, it's about now teaching them how to go about repairing this this marriage with this knowledge in tow. So what can we do next? What can we see here? So these are the things we need to learn. And and I often teach couples, there's a, a clearing method that I learned when I studied counseling. Um, And that is before you go to bed at night, um, I'm going to tell you three things that worked for me today, and I'm going to tell you three things that didn't work for me. And then it's your turn, and you tell me three things that worked for you and three things that didn't work for you. And I am not allowed to talk while you're talking, and you are not allowed to talk while I'm talking. And, And you are not allowed to say anything about anything, you then go to sleep. But it gives you an opportunity for people to learn in a safe place to be able to say what they want in a safe place and for the other person to really learn to listen. So 
it really depends on what comes out of the profile as to what it is I'm going to suggest. So I'm going to have a child who's got a learning difficulty, like I had a little uh, young girl that I'm now starting to work with, and I profiled her, and I can see she's got developmental delays, she's got maturational delays. And I know one of the few things that really works really well for that is the sound therapy that I do. So I can then say, right, this is the next step. So it really depends on what I'm looking at, how I can help. And if I can't help, I then draw on the people that I know who've got other resources that can help. But the idea is to then offer something at the end if there is an issue. There are people who come to me just out of interest of how they, you know, their brains are wired. And I don't have anything to do because they've got the right job. They're happy. They're understanding themselves. That's cool. I don't have to, I don't have to give you something to do. Mm. But if you need it, then it's really useful. I can then draw on either something I know or some, you know, on the other professionals that I know, because I know a lot of them through the, you know, the, through the PHA, that was one of the things that were useful, that we could create a team. It doesn't all have to be me. There are lots of us who can help. There are many ways to skin a cat. So there we can work as a team, and I like to work as a team. That is one of my goals in life. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. So a few weeks back, I interviewed Rachel Shields uh, from the PHA, which is the People's Health Alliance, which is, I think it was 25 or 23 a different holistic health hubs popping up all around New Zealand. By the way, it's also in 35 countries around the world, which is a fusion of holistic as well as um, allopathic um, um, practitioners coming together to help people and empower people with their own health. So it's it's amazing. So you've set one up uh, with some other people there in the Bay of Plenty. Can you what tell us about that and how is it working out? How many practitioners? Are you all in the same building? Or are you working from different locations? Okay. So we I have, we're very lucky. We work in the Mount and um, we have we were donated a space by a member of the public. And this is exactly how it's meant to be. Mm. So for the public and by the public, we're all working together as a team. Anyway, this fellow has donated his space to us. And there are there are at the moment, to be honest with you, there's one practitioner who absolutely desperately needed a space and she's working there and she's absolutely loving it um there are i think and i could be corrected because we move in and out it's an organic process this so i think there are about nine of us in the team most of us actually work at home um and online so you know either or but we're a virtual hub as well as a physical hub yeah and the idea is to be able to build small hubs all the way through because you don't want, I live in a little place called Tepuki, which is quite far from the mount. And as I'm trying to not use too much fuel, <laughs> driving backwards and forwards would be a bit crazy. The idea is to create hubs in your own community. And so that's what we're really aiming for. And to get the public to donate space to us so that we're not stressed as practitioners about how we're actually going to cover the cost of the space, which is the thing that really I have been trying to do for literally for my whole working life is to do create that kind of a clinic. The beauty about this for me is that it is the first time that I've ever worked in a clinic where we don't have egos. We really are working as a team. And for me, that is the most special thing that's come out of this 
really gorgeous people. Nobody's better than anybody else. Um, we're all working together. And for me, that is that is really heaven sent. I don't know what else to add for that. No, that sounds that's amazing. And I, I feel yeah. like that, I would like to think that that vibe goes further further afield, obviously, than then in a clinic space, I had a guest uh, a few weeks back, Matthew, and we were talking about unity and people coming together. And I mean, a few a few things for you out of the last few years. As a result, now you work online. As a result, now you don't have to drive back and forth to a clinic space and try to pay the rent. So sometimes some unique opportunities can come from challenges. And I think it's so amazing that people are now even more open than before. Uh, two holistic modalities, whereas before they might have been like, oh, not that's not for me. There are people, more and more people now thinking, oh, okay, well, tell me a little bit about how does that, what is sound therapy and how does that work? Or what is exactly is the Alexander technique? I know those are things that you do. Um, so actually, I would love to know, <laughs> what is sound therapy for the people? I, I have a little idea. I actually don't really know. Um, so I'm going to ask the question from a genuine place of curiosity. What is sound therapy? How does that, how does that happen? Okay, well, it, this particular sound therapy that I do is based on the on, the, on Professor Tomatis, who was a French ear, nose, and throat surgeon, and he discovered um, that using Mozart could rewire the brain. The music of Mozart was very high filters, frequencies, and actually could help to to wire the brain. And I met him in Paris, and it was just the most marvelous experience working with him. And he was a beautiful man. He did yoga every day. He understood the chakras. We do a listening test there, and he could understand which chakra was closed. I mean, it's really a meld of science and spirituality in a way that is just mind-blowing, really. Um, and we all understand a little bit more about frequencies now, and we're getting there. People are starting to understand how frequencies and our sound is so profound, literally. And in fact, he did a whole lot of research into the uter into uterine time, and babies' ears are fully developed by 16 weeks. And in fact, it is the sound of mother's voice that starts the process of that brain development and wiring really in becoming enhanced. So all the visceral sounds in utero, the, the breathing, the digestion, the heartbeat, all are low-frequency sounds. Mother's voice travels down the spinal column and comes in at high frequency, and because it's different to all the other sounds the baby is hearing, the baby goes, oh, I'll pay attention to that. And it's the act of paying attention that starts that development of their brain wiring. And so talking to baby and singing to baby is so important. And the vagus nerve goes from that right ear, the auditory nerve, to all the organs. So the sound doesn't only develop the brain, but it develops all the body. So it is such an important time in utero. We know there's about blueprinting and epigenetics, and we're learning so much now about that time. But that sound is so important. And this is where we learn language, because your language has a band of frequencies. And it's a bit like a radio tuner, and we're tuned to those frequencies in the language we speak, so that our mother tongue has been learned in utero. So there's a whole heap of information. And so it's used not only for children with learning difficulties, although that is where I've used it most, but I passionate about using it for pregnancy it is so good to do a program for pre when you're pregnant I did that with my children and it's 
incredibly useful to work with um, uh, people who are losing frequencies of, of hearing um, due to uh, sometimes over singing, over using their voices or loud noises. There are lots of different things, but the two things that I've worked with mostly are pregnancy and children with, with any kind of learning challenges. Because a lot of people wouldn't have thought about or known about frequencies and sound and also music. Um, I know that there's some frequencies that are really helpful for reducing stress and anxiety. Do you know off the cuff what some of the good ones are? Well, actually, it's interesting because when you're using Mozart, you can slow the Mozart down and actually it almost mimics the way your heart rate goes, as well as we also use Gregorian chant, and that also slows the heart rate down. And so it helps people to be much, much calmer. But often what we're finding is that the brain needs stimulation to get going. So often children who are moving too much are trying to get their own brains energized and up and running which is what the movement is about, because movement stimulates the vestibular part of the ear, which energizes the brain. So we, you know, we unpack what's going on, and then we can write a program according to what the child or person needs. But a specific piece of music? No, I'm not really familiar with it. Maybe, we'll maybe we'll play a little bit of Mozart later for the audience. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm it's interesting because when you talked about, you know, some of the, some kids might be just doing that to get there to stimulate. It's interestingly, I imagine they would present as, oh, my kid's overactive or my kid's so hyper, my kid's got, you know, energy to burn. It's like, no, they're actually just trying to get things going. So that's interesting. Like I, what I find with a lot of holistic work like this is it just empowers people to look at things from a different perspective than what they, than what there's more than meets the eye. Exactly. And if you look at how they treat children who have got overactive disorders, they're using Ritalin, and Ritalin is a stimulant. Yes, it's a Schedule 9 drug, and not a good idea, but it is a stimulant. So that it, they understand that the brain actually is looking for stimulation, and that calms it down. Oddly enough, I know that doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it does. But you're absolutely right. It is about telling, you know, letting people know there are so many beautiful things out there. Um, and, and today, more and more and more rife technique and, oh, there are so many now frequency things, those singing bowls. The People are beginning to understand how important sound is. It is. It's so important. And we often listen. This is a thing. A lot of people don't realize some of the music that we've been listening to for years, not just the um, the lyrics, of course, if you listen to some of, the, you know, if you listen to some music, sometimes I say to my kids, like, literally, every song is about heartbreak, breakup, you know, tragic things like that. Um, what I, I have heard that music is going to transform in the coming years and probably go back to what it's meant to be, which is more, more positive, the frequencies that it's um, delivered on, but also the lyrics that we're going to be hearing. So um, yay to that. Yes, exactly. Yes, 100%. I, I guess yay to that. Absolutely. All right, Nolene, I'm going to ask you some questions that I ask all of my guests. This is The first one is the up your brave question. What is one thing that you've done, achieved, or navigated through in the last year where you truly upped your brave? 
Well, I think, Natalie, the thing for me was to really learn to pivot my business onto, on, into the online market. It was so very, very scary for me because I had to learn to trust myself to be able to do your profile without being able to touch you and actually do the muscle checking on you live. It was, it really, really was scary. And a friend of mine said, oh, I'm getting a message that you should try the, the, you know, the pendulum. And I was like, oh, not the pendulum. I'm never going to manage that. <laughs> and I was amazed. I, maybe because we've shifted enough in our awareness and globally, not just me, but how unbelievably clear it was that it worked beautifully. And that for me, it continues to be amazing to me but it really was my my nemesis I had to really get over that mountain to be able to break through and and help people around the world and not just those I could see in front of me that is so good and it is there's something you know it's it's amazing to see people in person and I see a lot of people in person as well but you can do so much um, digitally and then help people further afield so that's amazing that you embrace that um, I'd love to know something on your bucket list something you would love to do be or experience in your lifetime that possibly my lovely audience can help you with well I have to say that the PHA you were you know rightly so is sort of the beginning of my bucket list my husband and I have a dream that we want to open up a rehabilitation center. He is an ex-personal trainer, but really has a passion for helping people who are maybe over 50 to exercise, to be healthy. And I, and I would really like that clinic that I can offer all the things that I do, as well as help people who've been vax injured, um, share my knowledge, have people working in that clinic, I really want that more than anything. I've wanted it forever. And I, this is really my dream. And, uh, you know, I really would love that to be a reality. Amazing. I think, you know what, just saying it and the frequency of putting it out there, of course, um, energetically, but then obviously there, there we have so many listeners. Uh, we have over 120,000 um unique live streams, you know, so people are out there listening and there might just be someone who can help, um, you know, in that area, in that space to help you make that happen. Because that I imagine is a physical premises, like a physical space you're wanting to create. It is a physical premises. We want to be able to have one of those um, pools that you can walk in and, re you know, there's so much that we can do to help people. And I just feel like I, you know, I would really love to get out there and do that and really help people. Yeah, I love it for the 50 plus. Okay. Amazing. Um, what's coming up for you in the next six months, you know, personally or business, whatever. And also how can people connect with you online if they want to learn more, if they want to book a session to try to um, understand themselves with their genetic brain dominance? For me, what's exciting is that I really am now embarking on teaching what I do. Mm. I have done this before when I, before I, I immigrated, but this is going to be the first time in New Zealand. And the beauty is I can again do this online. So my course starts um, in July. And that is really, really exciting. I've been teaching um, somebody in Mexico. And it is thrilling to finally be imparting this knowledge so that it can reach more people. That really is, is really something I want to be doing. And I'm starting to make that happen and, and kind of building some sort of momentum with that. 
And so getting people in to train so we can get into schools, that we can get into counselling, we can get into businesses and just to help people to thrive. It's really my goal. So that's that. Um, how to reach me. My website is brainfocus.nz. It's really quite simple. And from there, you can book a session. You know, everything is there on that. It's brainfocus.nz. Amazing. And I love the sound of what you're talking about. I often talk about, you know, teaching the teachers, coaching the coaches. So you are able to amplify your own personal impact because obviously there's so many, only so many people you can see, um, but you're able to amplify your impact by empowering others to um, do the same profiling technique. That is awesome. So if you're listening and you want to learn more about that, of course, you can get in touch with Nolene at brainfocus.nz. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Well, first of all, thank you for allowing me to have this platform. I am excited to get people to know about what is available for them. And the last three years have been incredibly challenging and also exciting because finally I have been able to find people who are on the same page as me. It's been a very lonely journey knowing what was coming but not having anybody I could talk about it with. And so on the one hand it's been incredibly challenging and on the other it's been the most incredible experience starting to have a family and friends and people who I actually have something in common with. So and so this radio station is just too marvelous that it's bringing people together who are like-minded. And I, for one, just want to say thank you for that. Oh, well, I'm so glad that we connected. And it is funny. It's like when you meet people that are on the same wavelength, you feel like you just have this bond. And while I've lost, I would say, 20 or so friends, maybe more, um, I've gained so many amazing people. If you would love to get in touch with us, if you're listening and you feel like it's been a lonely journey, but there's also been some some silver linings for you, we'd love to hear about it. You can text us in 2057, or if you have a question for Nolene, you can contact her directly, um, but you can also email us inbox at realitycheck.radio. Now, of course, we have so many amazing replays. So for those of you that missed the the talk I did, the interview with Rachel, you can go to uh, realitycheck.radio slash replays, and you can find that um, and listen to that and find out more about the PHA as well. Nolene, it's been amazing to have you as a guest. Thank you. It's been wonderful. And I look forward to hearing from people as they, maybe a few people, even maybe some skeptics will get in touch with you and get their genetic brain dominance profiling done like I did. For me, it was really reaffirming. And, and a lot of it was like, yep, 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 you know, because I'm quite self-aware. However, I'm always open to learning more. And I think more and more people are curious about that as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.